and welcome to this Endo Life, episode 122. I'm Jessica Duffin, I'm an endo warrior, an endo health coach, and this podcast is all about living and thriving with endometriosis. This podcast is here to educate and shouldn't be used as a replacement for your current medical treatment. As always, I want to thank our first sponsor today, BU. These guys are the makers of the incredible period patches that I love and also a beautiful organic CBD range, menstrual cup and chafing cream. And they really are one of the pioneers of natural and really quite revolutionary period care, in my opinion. I have seen these period patches change people's experience of their periods so dramatically and their experience of endometriosis so dramatically. And they are really one of the first things that I recommend to my clients if my clients are going through a flare-up or it's taking a while for their symptoms to calm down and for us to implement changes. I still want to provide my clients with something that's going to provide relief, you know, in that current moment. And I always recommend BU period patches because I just believe in them so much and they have helped me so much and they're natural. And it's just when you are so commonly faced with all of these different drugs that can have side effects, um, they have their place, but sometimes you just want a more uh, side effect free option. So um, I absolutely love these patches. They've been helping me through a interstitial cystitis flare up that I've been going through recently. You can find out all about that on Instagram. <laughs> um, and if you want to try the BU patches for yourself, you can just head to the link in my show notes or go straight to their website, which is buonline.co.uk. So that's B E younline.co.uk. If you are in the US or in Canada, you can actually also order your BU patches from Cult Beauty and they will ship to the US or to Canada. So that's cultbeauty.co.uk. Let me know how you get on with them. Okay, so I'm sorry that this is out late. It has been a very, very busy time launching the course. I have had one day off in three weeks and I think it might be similar for a couple of weeks. So yeah, I'm a bit behind with the podcast and I've decided to make things more manageable. In the course, we're doing Q&A, weekly Q&As, and the questions were just so good that I've decided to clip some of those questions and release them as mini essentially mini podcast episodes. So for the next four weeks, um, at least I might extend, but for the next four weeks, I'm going to be taking these answers and putting them into mini episodes and sort of highlighting a question each week. This week's question was so good. uh, And I just thought that it was going to be really relevant to a lot of you. And it's about making changes, dietary changes and struggling to keep up with them and struggling to stick with them. And I think that my answer might surprise some of you and that it's not always about being perfect. So I hope this mini podcast episode helps. And yeah, please bear with me whilst I get used to running a course at the same time. And um, obviously it's my first time running a course, so it's just a little bit much to record new podcasts on top of that. So I hope you find these Q&A 
episodes that you saw over the next couple of weeks. And um, yeah, I'll let you know when I'm going to be recording some new episodes. So you said you've tried a lot of anti-inflammatory diets after, over the past 10 years, but you can't stick to them. Uh, your C-reactive protein levels have still been high, but you did feel a lot better. Um, you really struggle with making changes, stick for the long haul, and you love all kinds of foods, but you can't really stick for more than three months. So firstly, in terms of your C-reactive protein levels still being high, I would say that there's something else going on that's triggering your inflammation there. Um, it's not just, like I just said to Lana, it's not just going to be about food. There will be something else playing a role there. And, you know, research has shown that there's the endotoxins from SIBO in the pelvic cavity of people with endo. Um, and then there are, uh, and research has shown that 80% of people with endometriosis have SIBO. So there could be some gut health issue going on. 80 to yeah, 70 to 80% of the immune system is in and around the gut. So the chances of your inflammatory reaction coming from the gut are really high. So that's one thing. Um, in terms of sticking to it, I guess my questions to you are, what are you classifying as an anti-inflammatory diet? And what's your approach? Like, are you trying to make drastic changes overnight? And are you calling an anti-inflammatory diet a really, really strict version of it where you never can eat any sugar again? Like you never allow yourself to have like some fries in a restaurant. Um, like how strict are you being? And what are you calling? Um, you can't stick to it, right? So I'm just going to say falling off the wagon, right? So what are you calling falling off the wagon? So if you are just, I eat 80 to 90% of my diet is anti-inflammatory. But if I, I mean, I haven't been to, I have, I have been very on it with lockdown because of my SIBO. I have a really compromised immune system at the moment. So I haven't done anything even when we came out of um, lockdown temporarily. So I haven't been to a restaurant in, in like a year. But when I, um, you know, if I went to like, honest burger I'd have like their vegetarian burger and fries but I wasn't having them all the time like I was having them like once a month or like twice a month so that but the majority of my diet is anti-inflammatory so if you're like 80 to 90 percent anti-inflammatory I don't call having some like chips at the weekend you know or having um some sourdough gluten bread at the weekend or having um a slice of cake like falling off the wagon you know like as long as your majority of your diet and I know you know I don't know if you guys follow I don't know his name there's a there's a doctor like a functional medicine doctor um who runs a doctor's kitchen and you know even I was he said something the other day like if you're going to eat that double chocolate chip muffin like enjoy it just don't like it it's not the one-offs that are going to cause the inflammatory damage it's the continuous intake of those foods that's going to cause the inflammatory damage and I do think we need to be a bit more mindful like maybe someone else could get away with with being more flexible than us um especially depending on our pain levels but I think if you're eating majority anti-inflammatory diet then that's fine and Oh, thank you, Rupi. Yeah, so the doctor's kitchen, he's great. Dr. Mark Hyman is great too. Um, so, and I really don't know any functional medicine doctor, any dietitians, any nutritionists who say that you can't ever eat like a piece of cake again, unless, you know, you were diabetic or 
you had celiac disease or you had a really severe allergy where you're going to be hospitalized or if you ate like a certain amount of sugar you were going to be like fall into a coma I know Dr Mark Hyman is great um then of course right we're going to have to be really careful there but if you're eating a majority anti-inflammatory diet then I don't call treating yourself every once in a while saving things for special occasions having a really gorgeous dessert like you know, at your anniversary or something, falling off an anti-inflammatory diet. So that would be my kind of, like, what are you calling an anti-inflammatory diet? And and also going slowly. This is why I said to you guys in that module, some of my clients literally change their diets overnight and it really works for them because they need that because they need all or nothing. Others will literally, we'll, we'll start with adding in one portion of vegetables for the whole, like one new portion of vegetables a day for the week. And so, oh, I think someone's trying to come in. No, they're gone. Um, so if you need to start slowly, I wonder if you're trying to overhaul your diet very dramatically. Um, and then that is gonna be difficult to stick to. Um, so I would, you know, maybe spend those three months building up. And instead of looking at this as a diet, it's really a way of eating. I don't look at my diet as like, oh, I'm, I'm on the anti-inflammatory diet. I just eat a healthy diet that is anti-inflammatory by basically by default, right? Because it's, it's a healthy diet. Like we know that an inflammatory diet isn't healthy for us. So arguably, basically a lot of what we're doing, most of us should be following anyway. Most of us should be eating, you know, eight portions of veg a day and two portions of fruit like we should be balancing our blood sugar. We know that inflammation and blood sugar dysregulation are two key drivers to chronic disease, inflammatory diseases, preventable diseases. So rather than looking at your, you're putting yourself on a diet because of endometriosis, maybe look at you're actually eating for health and longevity. Um, and you're eating in a way that basically all of, you know, all of the leading functional medicine doctors promote this, this way of eating anyway. Um, and speaking of Dr. Mark Hyman, the Pegan diet, he's got a book coming out called The Pegan Diet, and it's very similar to what we're doing. So that might be a helpful resource. And and I don't know if you've looked at the tips, Stephanie, that I've put in the um, lesson five, but can you make this easier for yourself? Like you said you love food. So start making those foods you love in more of an anti-inflammatory way. Like if you love, you know, I don't know, if you love like spaghetti bolognese, is there a way you can make that more anti-inflammatory? Can you add more veg to it? Can you swap the white gluten spaghetti for red lentil spaghetti or something? Can you use um, lean grass-fed beef instead of like fatty non-organic you know grain-fed beef like what can you do to make the things that you love anti-inflammatory um does that make sense and and like if you love fries like you know experiment with like parsnip fries and carrot fries and using like coconut oil um so yes barbara oh my god i think it's so powerful like I think the problem is, is that we have had a society for a really long time where normal, especially in the 90s, was like, and like healthy eating was like buying like low fat, but high sugar, like 
sweets uh, or like you know like I don't know you guys in the UK you have like the go-ahead bars or like M&S count on us like chocolate pudding that was like low in calories but still had like loads of sugar in it um and like cereal like sugary like cocoa pops is like the normal thing for kids to eat for breakfast before going to school so like I think we actually need to change our mindset around like what is normal and knowing that normal eating isn't necessarily healthy eating does that make sense so like actually looking at what we're doing is we're we're investing in our long-term health we're not just doing this for endo and and this should be a societal change Just a reminder that this episode is sponsored by BU. BU make natural, organic products to help us to manage our periods, sleep well, and achieve a greater sense of well-being. Their product line is expanding all the time with just amazing products that I, I love. I'm so happy that this company exists because they're natural for a start, and they really focus on menstrual well-being, and that's just so important to me. They have a CBD balm, CBD drops, CBD sprays um, that can all help you to manage your um, menstrual pain. They have patches which you can use during the beginning of your period and the lead up to your period to soothe pain and the endometriosis community love them. There's also the sleep pillow mist. So if you're really trying to improve your sleep or you're trying to reduce levels of anxiety when you're sleeping, the sleep pillow mist is just full of soothing essential oils to help with that. They have a menstrual cup now and a menstrual cup foaming cleanser. Um, so if you can wear menstrual cups, then I totally recommend BU. Their cup is made with um, 100% soft medical grade silicone. There's no PBA, no latex, no dye. As I said, all of their products are natural. The company are really committed to women's rights menstrual health and good quality products and I mean obviously I know them personally because they're my sponsors and they're just a lovely company to support so if you're interested in having a look at their range the link is in my show notes um, I would love to hear what you think and how you get on with them be you start soothing period cramps a natural way so that's it thank you so much for listening if you want to find out more about what i do or read more on endometriosis and living well with it um you can head to my instagram page which is this underscore endolife um you can head to my website which is www.thisendolife.com and you can also get um, a free guide to managing endometriosis naturally on my website um i've put the link in my show notes it's a beginner's guide to getting started and all of the areas that I um, have worked on to help reduce my endometriosis symptoms and pain and live well with endometriosis. As always, if you like this show, please rate, review and or subscribe. It really, truly does help others to hear the podcast and hopefully will help them to live better with endometriosis. This episode was produced by The Pod Farm. Whether you're an established podcaster or just getting started, visit thepodfarm.com to see how they can help you go from an idea to a finished show that's ready to be heard by the world. Music.